Welcome to another episode of Downton Gabby, well, where we are discussing episode six of season four of Downton Abbey. I am Brandi Sperry in Los Angeles. I'm Shannon Bowen in Oakland. And I'm Teresa Schechter in Brooklyn. And this is the episode where finally someone's going to America. Not that we got to see any of it, <laughs> but maybe next week we'll get to see some of this travel to America. So did you, I'm I'm sorry I wasn't here last week and and I know that you discussed in depth the Teapot Dome scandal, <laughs> the reason that Robert is going to America. So we don't have to go over that again. In depth. I mean, I taught a I taught a class on it, an online class. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. So Robert's going to America to save Cora's brother's ass, apparently. I love these intricate plots where like Bates can't go, so Thomas is going to go, so then Mrs. Hughes doesn't want to tell Mary, but then she tells Mary, but then Mary doesn't want to tell her father, and she doesn't tell her father, <laughs> and then her father is like, oh, for some reason or another, I'm taking a different valet. I don't know. Let's get packing. He was so, like, flabbergasted and just fed up. I, I loved it. I do love the way that Mary wouldn't do anything without getting an answer. Mm -hmm. And then turned around and refused to give Robert an answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hilarious. And can we discuss her, her naughty little comments about Thomas going? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with being married, though. <laughs> I don't know. When you get married, people explain to you that there are homosexuals in the world. Um, I guess so. You know, maybe Matthew wanted her to pretend to be a handsome steward in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know at this point. We'll never know. It's true. But her quote was, all those handsome stewards strutting down the boat deck. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, do you think this means Tom's gonna, Thomas is going to get some? If there is some making out in a fucking steam room on this ship, like, I can't, I can't believe we didn't cut to the ship over the course of the episode. And I'm really kind of upset about that. But in my head, it's basically a steam room orgy. I think it's, it's basically that one scene from Titanic. <laughs> well, Brandy, they only had a budget for a rowboat, and so that's the only boat you got to see. I think it's fan fiction time. We yeah, I mean, that fiction. might be where this outlet, like my intense desire for Thomas to have a satisfying sex life, I might need to start writing some gay slash fiction. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm the only one that's written fan fiction so far, so Brandy, oh. I pass the torch on to you. Why? I don't know why we let that segment go instead of doing it this season. You've got to be inspired. I'm going to compose something for next week. I'm making that commitment right, right now. I oh. can't wait. I can't my, wait either. My loins are ready. Just write something exciting. <laughs> so so Mary was very sweet to Anna. Um, yes. And, and to Bates also, I think. Yeah, I feel like... I. I'm not surprised because Mary has a very loving relationship with Anna, which I like. Um, and I just feel like the real bummer is if Anna told her it was Mr. Green, Mary would tell Mr. Gillingham to get rid of him, you know, yeah. and she would definitely champion Anna. She would champion any woman that's being attacked. And it's because they built this elaborate lie for Bates we can't actually protect Anna. Also, I feel a little bit like this whole ruffian excuse uh, is also sort of protecting Anna because I, I still feel like if, you know, if it's a, a dark stranger, you know, that's the classic, like, good quote-unquote rape, right? The, the, mm -hmm. way, the right. way rape 
is supposed to happen. If you know they came I mean. in through the window, they're right. a criminal on the loose. Yeah. Most rapes aren't actually like that. You know the you know your rapist and and if if they knew that it was Mr. Green, I really do think there would have been like a whole victim blaming thing there. Even more a so side than... eye look at her. Sorry. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what were you doing down in the basement just with him anyway? Like, oh, you had a headache. Like people would be suspicious of her. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah. I feel like the ruffian excuse protects her in a way. But I love Mrs. Hughes. I mean, this is her season. Let's just say Mrs. Hughes runs the universe. And when she went in there, shut the door with this violent rapist and told him to back off and she has her eye on him. And she was just such a fucking badass. Like, forget Batman, forget Superman. Mrs. Hughes, she's a fucking superhero. She was really amazing. I I loved her. I love how brave she is and how strong she is and how she just kept spitting all this shit back at him. You know, oh, it's a little both our faults. Oh, I just wanted to slap Mr. Green when he said that. Ugh. We were a little drunk, but I felt nervous when she was in there. I did. And, you know, Downton Abbey is not a suspense thriller, but I did feel nervous because I have so much invested in Mrs. Hughes and we spent all this time building up the villainy of Mr. Green that I was like, how could this go normally? But it did, which was good. But it, it made me very nervous. Brandy, you had this nice note about Cora and Robert when he was throwing a fit about having to go. That first scene where she's just laying in bed, like she wouldn't even get out of bed. <laughs> I mean, later she's very sweet and thanks him for going to America to help her brother and this and that. But in that scene, I was just like, she is not having this hissy fit. And it was like, if you want my family's money, you got to deal with my family. Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like Cora has had a lot of weird moments in this season. And that was one where I could really get behind her, though, just being like, mm-hmm, yes, dear. I like seeing both her and Lord Grantham again try to do their best to be supportive of Edith, who's, like, not really ready to accept their support. But it's nice to see them trying. They are sweet to her, and she is kind of a pill, that Edith, I have to say. I mean, I, I, you yeah. know, I am the president of the Lady Edith fan club, but I can see that she's kind of miserable a lot of the time. It's hard to talk to her. I was going to say, it's just a chicken or an egg syndrome. I mean, you know, they've ignored her for most of her life, and so, she, of course, she's become negative and bitter, and now they're finally paying attention to her, and we expect her to be lovely you know, in light like Rose. No, I get it. I get where Edith's coming from. Be a pill. I guess, but let's flash back to season one, right? And when she was utterly bitter for a reason that nobody could possibly control, which is that she wasn't the oldest sister and she wasn't the one that people were concerned about marrying off to keep the estate. So I wonder if Edith has just always been like this, though. <laughs> like, no matter what anyone ever could have done, would she always be more accusatory than anything else? Like more suspicious of people's support than anything else? Um, well, I think all of these feelings were really brought up with um, in the abortion conversation with Rosalind is that I think that what I saw from heard from her was that she can't have another strike on her reputation because already people don't really like her and want to accept her. And if she has this, no one will. And it was mm -hmm. really sad to me. It was really sad. And I thought Rosamond did, like, simultaneously did her best to be supportive and also was sort of 
it, it, the way that she was with Edith, the slightly judgy way she was, made sense to me from a character standpoint, from like a historical standpoint of their class and the consequences, um, and just generally opinions toward abortion at that time. I think uh, it, I think there was a lot of interesting subtext there. Like I, I wish I had had a chance to go back and rewatch the conversation because it was it was very interesting to me. Okay. Uh, listening to Rosamond and Edith talking, it really makes me wonder about Rosamond's past. I, I just mm-hmm. feel like there are way too many like sort of knowing looks off to the side and kind of wisdom that could only come from a life lived and things like that. I mean, do 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 either of you agree with me that maybe Rosamond had facts outside of marriage? She had an unwanted pregnancy that she had to deal with. She got an abortion. I could totally see all of that. I actually don't think she personally had an abortion. I, I I didn't get that feeling that she had personally done it. I think maybe she's known someone close to her, or even maybe a woman that died having an abortion, but I didn't get the feeling that she had. I think she's had lots of great sex with, within <laughs> or without her marriage. I, I think that has happened, but I got the feeling that, you know, she knows how these things go, but I didn't get like an emotionally charged. I've been through this. Yeah, I was really wondering. Also, I, I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that Rosamond has no kids. Right. And why does she have no kids? I'm giving way too much credit to backstories here because I never feel like anyone really has a backstory. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm very intrigued by Rosamond's backstory because I feel like I would be maybe her or Edith, you know, if I lived there. Mm-hmm. I would be well it's interesting because you've got like Mary had fertility problems right and she had to have an operation that still no one knows what the hell it was actually <laughs> she had to get her tubes unclogged and uh, <laughs> but Edith has gotten pregnant from her first time so clearly she doesn't have fertility problems so you don't know like, how many times they did it that night that one night yeah <laughs> here's what I know She's knocked up, and I know she's never had great sex before because it's not going to be great your first night, and that makes me very right. sad. But I'm just – I'm not so sure that there is a level of consistency in, like, uh, reproductive issues to give Julian the credit for this backstory we're building out for Rosamond. <laughs> well, somebody has to build out a backstory. I mean – Somebody's got to do it, and you know what? It can be us. It can be Let's us. Let's add that to the fan fiction list. Like, Ros- oh, young Rosamond. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh-huh. I've always liked her character. And I'm so I've been thrilled this season to see, you know, Edith go to London more, but also build this relationship with Rosamond, because I think she's much more interesting than, you know, Cora or a lot of other characters we spend a lot of time with. And so um, I loved it. And I I love that she went with Edith to the clinic. I love that. Yeah, that was super cool of her. She's the cool aunt. It's really nice. You know, you know what line really killed me when um, Edith said, "I'm killing the wanted child of the man I love." Oh, I also feel like not many women would say, "I'm killing the child." That felt a little written by a man. Just gonna say it. Well, there's a lot of this. I mean, we could we could really tear this apart and get into all the. Problems. I've never. I, I mean, as I think most modern women have either had an abortion or spoken to friends about an abortion both before and after. And I cannot recall a time that a woman who was aborting a pregnancy has referred to it as a child ever. Yeah. Or said killing. 
Yeah. 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 No. no, it's aborting a pregnancy. It's not killing a child. Let's be clear. Yeah. But yeah, it, but in the emotion of the moment, the line was effective. Yeah, it was effective. And it kind of explained maybe why she didn't end up going through with it in the end, because I don't buy that anything happened in that clinic that turned her off. That was she heard very... somebody crying. I mean, that's it. I don't know. I, I have to think that um, Shannon, was it you that that was saying that it was like Juno with the fingernails? As you guys know, I'm a huge supporter of Planned Parenthood. So yeah, the I didn't like how Juno handled, you know, abortion that she ran away because she figured out they had fingernails. And, you know, in this situation, the, the clinic looked really nice. I mean, there was one woman, you know, softly crying. That seems okay. I didn't really understand, understand. I couldn't really understand why she ran away, but it did the whole thing did make me so appreciative of the rights that we have now. And we have, you know, wonderful welcoming clinics um, where women can be really supported um, and their partners can be really supported. It made me really happy about that. Let's hope it stays that way, everybody. Please vote in your local elections for the pro-choice candidate. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I mention how many counties there are where there is no abortion reproductive health services whatsoever? And there's like one clinic in all of North Dakota or something just deeply depressing like that. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. But there are many states yeah. where there's one clinic. Yeah. Is this is the this is our biggest fight of our lifetime as women. So. Yeah. And so it was I was glad to see it, you know, addressed. Um although the killing my child line sounded a little pro-lifey, so I didn't really appreciate that, but um bottom line is I loved Rosamond supporting Edith. Um, and just even broaching the subject of abortion, so few shows uh, will even go there. So it was nice right. to see it been discussed. Yeah, and I do think like sometimes like I defend the movie Juno, and there are other things where I defend that because I think um, I can see why the narrative choice was made to take the story in that direction for the character to keep a child, uh, but. In this case, I, I'm staying open-minded because I just think otherwise Julian probably would have had either die of sepsis or something like that. <laughs> and it's just like, I am still waiting. Like, obviously, abortion is more dangerous in a situation where it's not legal. But I'm waiting for a show to sh to actually show that some people get an abortion and everything's fine, even in well, the movie, Well, the movie Obvious Child is going to address that, and I can't wait um love jenny slate i'm really excited for this movie um, oh i heard that was great yeah yeah i'm excited so, for that one too so i think that's gonna get us our most realistic portrayal instead of you know uh this horrible you know thing that ends your life and all that mm -hmm. um, i mean just a, another reason not that we need another reason to love shonda rhimes is uh that she has had characters mm -hmm. have options by their own will and come out Come out fine from it because that was what was best for them. Sometimes it is. Yeah, that's right. Great. Yeah, I love that Grey's Anatomy storyline. Um, yeah. I I did feel very nervous that Edith was gonna get an abortion because it was illegal then and the statistics weren't good and I don't think I can handle it. I think I would just cry my face off. We've all seen that Call the Midwife episode and yeah, it was really. It was a beautifully done episode, but it was very, very upsetting. Um, so I am happy that, you know, Edith is fine. Um, you know, relatively, who knows what's going to happen when everybody finds yeah, out. Yeah, childbirth not exactly safe either, as we've seen on this show. So 
Damned if you do, damned if you don't, ladies. Better just not have sex. That's Better just not have sex. Right, or the Turk will die in your bed. <laughs> oh, I like the callback line to that, actually. Like, Lord knows you've helped me through some situations. It was tacky, though, when Mary said that line, you know, you know, we're good employers, but sometimes we want to get our money's worth about Mr. Bates going to America. I was like, oh, God, so tacky. Bates has been an issue. The man went to prison for murder. (laughs) Yeah. How much support does he want? I'm on Mary's side on this. It was shocking that she said it because we're so used to the um staff getting away with everything <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um so it was a little bit of a reality check like oh yeah wait there are the servants and she's the nobility and that's how it is. Well speaking of uh people who might have a little sex what do we think about where Rose and Mr. Ross are going here? I mean once you've by rom-com rules once you've had a rowboat date you have to bone down. Bridget Jones. I mean, Bridget Jones. They totally make I, out robots and bow down. I'm just saying. I think I think that was a signal that the boning is coming. So definitely. Um, yeah. Also, kind of precarious to kiss in a rowboat, as we've seen in other rom coms. Um, I'm enjoying it though. I love Rose being the little wild child, and it's a lot of fun. She's in charge of fun. I like it. I I love that line so much. I have to say that's like one of my favorite lines of the whole season, and I don't really know why, but it's just so adorable when she says this. Cousin Robert did leave me in charge of fun, and uh, you know, and she's saying that so she could go meet the guy. And I, it. I liked it when he said that to her too, and I think it's because there is sort of an overarching theme of this season with the upstairs of them accepting people as family as their real family has become a little bit fractured. I mean, Rose is their real family, but what? She's a distant cousin, mm-hmm. but now she's a member of the household and same with Tom and same with Isabel. Like it's, it's about them all banding together. And that little joke between the two of them was just like a cute little evidence of the bonds that they're forming together. She's adorable and a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My kind of girl. Well, I- as Mrs. Hughes says, all women have to learn that skill. <laughs> all right. So can we talk about um, their little bit of hog heaven? Hog heaven. Pigs in a pen. <laughs> Mary falling in her fancy dress in that mud made me so happy. I think I, I at first I thought that it was too rom com you know, um, like what's that film with Goldie Hall and Kurt Russell? Goldie Hawn. It was a little overboard for you. It was a little overboard for me. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Um, But but then I I definitely got into it. And by the time they were sitting there and he was like imitating some fancy magazine, you know, what was it? I wrote it down. Lady Mary Crawley shown here to advantage at her Yorkshire County seat. Um, That was that was really funny. There was like a thousand meat cutes in here. What I want to say is, as a side note, how fucking incompetent is this pig man that they hired (laughs) the pigs almost died of thirst on day one (laughs) yeah i can't like i don't know there's probably some sort of farmer or veterinarian or biologist out there watching this being like this seems a little shady that these pigs are on the edge of death i think kicking over one water trough the um the pig man must be related to the doctor somehow (laughs) (laughs) 
Dr. Carson's twin. <laughs> or it's Mosley's brother. <laughs> yeah. Mosley's brother. Uh, overall, though, what's more unrealistic is that Mary knows how to scramble an egg. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm shouting at the screen. There's this is there's no way this she would know how to do this. Sybil couldn't boil water. I mean, and we're talking about scrambling an egg in an era without nonstick pans. I mean, come on. <laughs> I yes. was screaming at the TV. This is completely unrealistic. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of all the rom commy meet cute moments. We also got a little moment for Tom when he went to his political rally and sat next to a fetching young lady, I thought. Fetching, smart, not quite a scullery maid. No I mean, Edna's I think in sight. We didn't learn much, but I got the vibe that we're going to see her again. I'm glad that we got to see Tom go back to his political roots. I'm glad we didn't lose the sight of that. And yeah, she just seemed like the perfect girl for Tom. And I hope it works out for those crazy kids. Those crazy kids. So I couldn't tell by her accent. She she definitely has a working class accent, but mm-hmm. more like educated. I mean, she's probably going to be like a governess or a school teacher or something like that, right? I mean, there's not that many options. These mm-hmm. who are out and about in town and have some amount of freedom. Right. She didn't. She didn't seem like a maid to me. Not that a maid is like super lower class or anything, but she seemed. Yeah, she seemed like she had some level of formal education that indicated. Maybe she's a teacher. Yeah. All right. Just curious what her provenance was. Well, and our other meet cute was the Dowager and Isabel. I hope it works out for those two crazy kids. Um, you know, good old Isabel. That she she's the only one that really cared. The Dowager was near death. Isabel was great. I'm so happy that she got her her sort of shining moments with the dowager and even the dowager acknowledged it which is you know the dowager is cool that way she will definitely acknowledge when she's you know wrong or mistaken but let's talk about how tense it was because we've mentioned before that it seems like they're hinting at the dowager's impending mortality and then robert goes off to america and then she coughs like a chekhov's gun cough and i was like uh, if they kill the Dowager on this episode while Robert's off in America, I, I mean, I was prepared to be livid. I think it would be like a red wedding situation. Like, if they kill the Dowager off, I'm going to have just the same reactions I did to the red wedding. I'm going to be screaming, throwing pillows, crying for hours. It's going to be a mess. We know that they're not killing anyone this season, so I'm I'm trusting that. Brandy, you, you, you wanted a gif of Maggie Smith saying... Oh, goody, goody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw that and I started laughing and I and I really think that's a total lift from her character in Gosford Park. I think she, she says like the same thing while playing cards. Gosford Park needs to be rewatched, I think. I think so. Yes. Anyway, that was really nice that they were playing cards at the end. and uh-huh. It's lovely. Uh, their little friendship slash animosity slash friendship back and forth is really pro- one of my favorite things this season. Because it's been an undercurrent before, obviously. It's nothing new. But in the wake of Matthew's death, it has more poignancy. And I, I've really appreciated what the actresses have brought to that relationship as well. Well, I don't want to forget a, a really big uh, plot point, which was Alfred coming back. Cause God knows, wouldn't you think he'd be busy in his new cooking school, but... It's been a day. Like, what the fuck? This whole storyline needs to end right now. <laughs> like, we're having 
all these complaints last week about the extra episode and it being dragged out. And then I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's back again. And I have to listen to Ivy and Daisy bitching each other about it <sighs> again. And for no reason. Nothing happened. There was just, I, I don't even know. I just, I don't if even have words. If he leaves that cooking school, if he leaves that cooking school for Ivy, I'm going to just throw a chair through a window. It's so <laughs> stupid. Ivy has no personality. I don't even understand this character. I still do not understand the allure at all. She's pretty. She's pretty. Is she? Sure she's pretty. Is she? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Her. She's she's kitchen know. pretty. She's kitchen pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I personally would want someone I was going to spend the rest of my fucking life with to have a personality as well. Right. Well, Alfred has no personality, so, you know. I think his personality's gotten better. All right. I disagree. I also love Amanda Cook, so I'm biased. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I like ginger, so I'm totally biased. <laughs> like, mm, a ginger who cooks. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Not like anybody I know. Um, Give me the address the best, of that pub. <laughs> the best part of this whole storyline was seeing Carson in his casual suit, which I literally gasped. I was like, <gasps> what is he wearing? You know, like he's wearing like the top design or something, but it was like Carson and a casual suit was shocking. Well, I think we have one more episode left uh, in the regular season. So lots of things to be wrapped up. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think all of the sort of ending uh, scenes were indicating that the two main things next week will be um, what goes down with Mr. Green and uh, what happens with Rose and Jack Ross. So, uh, 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 you guys did not pay attention to the part where Edith is insinuating that she's gonna hook up with that farmer again. No, I did. I don't think she's gonna hook up with the farmer. I think she's gonna try to hide her baby with the farmer. Okay, well, the editing suggested, and her past <laughs> history suggested with the farmer, and I was like, oh my god, is she gonna get down on a tractor again? <laughs> it's not where the same thing going. It's not the same farmer though right it's somebody, I don't know, it's it was the, really quick I assume it's the, it's no I think it's the cute guy from earlier that like Lord Grantham gave money to that's not the same oh guy. he's cute well she should get down with him anyways I mean come on she can't just <laughs> okay well we'll see if that happens yeah I mean you're already knocked up you might as well bone down while you can't get pregnant again totally okay those are our tips for uh tips for right. girls <laughs> Life tips. That's a life hack for everyone. <laughs> when you're already pregnant, pregnant, you can't get pregnant again. Life hack. What we learned from Down Abby. Thank you for listening to another episode of Down Gabby. You can find us on Facebook at Down Gabby, on Twitter at Down Gabby, and on Tumblr at downgabby.tumblr.com. And we welcome any comments or questions you have, as well as any iTunes reviews you might want to give us. Thank you so much for listening.